Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader, fighting for faith, family, and freedoms on the front lines of the America First movement. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Follow me on social media, wherever you get your social media. I'm probably there. Gab, Getter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, GOP Josh. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's GOP Josh 20. Just searching GOP Josh should bring it up. We've got a lot to get to today, and I doubt if we get to it all. But there are some things that are very important in today's uh, show. First off, Melinda Gates says Jeffrey Epstein is one of the causes of, of her divorce with Bill Gates. Um, there's an article in the Daily Beast just, just for the selective language. You know how Daily Beast is. Melinda French Gates acknowledged in an interview on Thursday that her divorce from Bill Gates came in part because of his relationship with the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. It was many things, but I did not like that he had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. I made that clear to him. Uh, French Gates said she met the sex offender exactly one time because I wanted to see who this man was, and I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards, so my heart breaked for these young women. As the Daily Beast reported in May, French Gates has warned her ex-husband about Epstein after meeting the disgraced financer at her Upper East Side mansion in 2013. People familiar with the matter said last year. Bill Gates issued a statement to CBS saying his meetings with Epstein were a substantial error in judgment and a mistake that I regret deeply. Okay, so walking in a door and seeing someone usually doesn't personify usually doesn't have such an evil personification, especially if he's luring these these young girls in into these situations. I'm not saying Jeffrey Epstein doesn't or didn't. I, I should say didn't because supposedly he killed himself, right? But I am saying that it, it's pretty odd for a personification to be so apparent as soon as you walk into someone, just in my personal experience with people. I think that she's seen more than she's saying. I think that Bill Gates has been involved in more than she's saying, and I think that she has seen more than she's saying. She said she's met him one time, but what was going on that one time, we will never know. But she said multiple times, uh, she said, I didn't like that he had meetings, multiple meetings. So what was he doing in those meetings with Jeffrey Epstein? What is Bill Gates, one of the largest landowners in America, the founder of Microsoft, doing in meetings with a sex offender, with a pedophile, with a friend of the Clintons? What was he doing? Is Bill Gates and Microsoft more tied up in the Epstein story than we think? Is Bill Gates really that evil of a person? I don't like Bill Gates. I don't like his... His depopulation via vaccine quotes and everything like that. But is he that involved in the Epstein's that his wife divorced him because of it? Or not the, not the only reason, but that's one of the reasons his wife divorced him? Interesting to follow. This is going to be a very interesting story to follow. Um, she had an entire interview with CBS. I didn't watch the entire thing. There were lots of articles about it. I could have mentioned any anything from it, really. But I had to mention the part about Jeffrey Epstein. Of course, this is a political show. So I had to mention Jeffrey Epstein. We are funding the Ukrainian war in the Russian war via Ukraine. This is from the Gateway Pundit, which is one of my favorite uh, news sources. 
to read, to, to follow, to report on. Reporter drops bomb on Saki. As long as we are buying Russian oil, aren't we financing the war? Uh, let me find the video here. Uh, and Twitter doesn't want to work today. How can I have without? How can I have a day without technical technical difficulties? Uh, play clip. Maybe play clip. Come on. I'm sorry. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10% of what we're importing. Uh, I've not made any announcement about any decision on that front, but our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. And anyone who's calling for uh, an end to the carve-out should be clear that that would raise prices. Gas prices are raising as it is. 10% 10% of the fuel we're importing, which is if the numbers that Mike Carey gave on the radio the other day on 610 WTVN with Brandon Boxer are correct, is $52 million a day of oil. $52 million a day to buy oil from Russia, which is funding their, their military efforts. Let's be frank. Why are we continuing to purchase it? Gas prices are going up. They're almost $4 where I'm at now in central Ohio. Why are we continuing to fund this war? Why are we continuing to buy oil from Russia? The sanctions that we put in place have no effect on oil and have no effect on gasoline. The bans that that DeWine has put in place, he might have changed it since then, but when he originally put them in place, was about vodka and not about oil. So why are private businesses like BP stopping their relationships with Russia before we are? I, I, I mean, let's be frank. It is the government's job to protect the people. That, that, that is one of the, the core foundations. That's why there's a military. That's why there is border security, this and that. And so why are they not taking that initiative to stop buying oil from Russia and to save our people? And to save other people in Ukraine without getting directly involved. And there's something else I do want to bring up here. Um, but without getting directly involved, we can have a major impact on this war just by not funding Russia. By not funding their military ventures, we could, we could, be, we could stop buying their oil. This is from Breaking911 uh, on Gab. New House pa- uh, new the House passes a resolution by a vote of 426 to 3 that could call for American troops in Ukraine. Thomas Massey, Matt Rosendale, and Paul Gosar are the only ones that voted against it. They will send your children to die for Ukraine's border, but they won't even put up a wall to protect our own. That is a quote from Matt Walsh. They will not put up a wall to protect our border, but they will send the troops to the border of Ukraine. And they will advocate for sending our young men to die in Ukraine. How, how is one country's border a made-up line on a map, but the other one's not? The hypocrisy. And maybe if we protected our own border first, this is a maybe, I'm not a neocon, I don't advocate for military um, intervention, but maybe if we protected our own borders 
before going off to countries like Ukraine, I'd be a little more open to helping out countries like Ukraine. But I am America first. We have a problem on our homeland, in our homeland, an invasion every single day of thousands of people every single day coming through our southern border. And that is more important to me than a country 6,000 miles away. That is more important to me than Ukraine or Russia or any nation in the European Union or in the Middle East. I could care less as long as we are being invaded what goes on in foreign nations. When do we draw the line? People have been saying, when do we draw the line when it comes to intervening in in Europe and in Ukraine? When do we draw the line with letting our country get invaded before we actually do something about it? Before we actually put up a wall? Before we actually stop illegal immigration and legal immigration? When do we draw the line? And what line has to be drawn for that to actually happen? Because it's time. It's beyond a time to protect our border, to protect our troops, to protect our people. It's time. So instead of paying attention to Ukraine, instead of paying attention to Russia, we need to pay attention to our southern border. Because whenever you Google border now, the United States border news doesn't even come up. Let me do it right now on, on DuckDuckGo. Border news, Ukraine, Ukraine. Ukraine. So why? Why why are we standing up for for Ukraine's border and, and showing our support and flying a foreign flag on the house on the floor of the house and doctoring our flag for I'm sorry, I dropped my phone. Uh doctoring our flag to virtue signal to a nation that doesn't like us or doesn't care about us. Why are we doing that instead of protecting our own border? Why are we doing that instead of standing up for our people and our nation? America first. It's that simple. America first. Our border first. Our people first. It's that simple. It's really easy to understand. We don't go on Fox News and say that a world leader should be assassinated, like Lindsey Graham did on Hannity last night. We don't get involved in military conflicts that we cannot win. Because if China gets involved with Russia, protecting Russia, we cannot win. Russia has their nuclear defense on standby. So if we get involved... It's just... we. We, we can't reasonably get involved. And we need to stop funding this war. Open up pipelines here. Bring back fracking. Bring back drilling. To put America first with our oil, protect, uh, oil production. I'm sorry. And to put America first so we don't have to buy Russian oil and, and, and be torn down and reliant on Russia. To get from point A to point B and to power our homes and power our cars and power this and that. It's time. It's time. My name is GOP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. When we return, Pelosi tells GOP reps uh, Bober and Green to just shut up. 
Uh, Florida's uh, Ron DeSantis. We have a couple articles about Ron DeSantis. And that's about it. When we return here on the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. There are two Supreme Court cases today that were ruled upon. The first off is that the Supreme Court reinstates the death penalty for Boston Marathon bomber. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name in a 6-3 decision. Uh, the Supreme Court holds that a federal appeals court was wrong when it vacated his death sentence based on a jury selection issue and an evidentiary issue. There was another opinion on the scope of state secret privilege. SCOTUS unanimously holds that the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act does not displace the privilege. The ruling comes in a lawsuit from three Muslim men who said the FBI illegally surveilled them. That is from SCOTUS blog on Twitter, at uh, S-C-O-T-U-S-B-L-O-G. My favorite place to get Supreme Court news. Follow on TikTok. They have a great TikTok account. They explain the cases very well. Not paid for, just my, my, my personal opinions. As always on the show, of course. So, Pelosi says the members of the House conference who disagree with Biden, um, specifically Representatives Boebert and Green, quote, should just shut up. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had stern words Thursday for two of the most right-wing members of her chamber after the outburst during President Joe Biden's State of the Union. I agree with what Lindsay, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said. Shut up. That's what he said to them. They should just shut up. The California Democrat told reporters about the conspicuous interruptions from GOP reps Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert during Tuesday's address. The first incident took place as Biden was talking about immigration on the southern border. Greene, a Georgia freshman and a member of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, stood up and began chanting, build the wall, build the wall. In reference to the border wall, former President Donald Trump began building during his administration. The second incident happened as Biden began to discuss how his son, Bo, who died of cancer, was among many veterans who have suffered from toxic exposure to military burn pits used extensively in Iraq and Afghanistan. Bo Biden, a U.S. Army major, died in 2015. This is from the Associated Press, by the way. Quote, a cancer that put them in a drag flag-draped coffin, unquote, Biden started to say when Bobert yelled, you put them in 13 of them. Bobert, a freshman from Colorado, said her comments were made in defense of the 13 service members who were killed during the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan last August. Any death from cancer is, is not to be laughed upon, and I don't think that's what Lauren Bobert was doing. What I think Lauren Bobert was doing was that she was pointing out that cancer is what is what happened to um what happened to. Bo Biden. It wasn't a a um, bombing or anything like that, like what happened in Afghanistan. And something that actually directly happened under, under Biden's watch was Afghanistan. Unlike the death of Bo Biden, he was only vice president then. 
And some things, I don't think one thing is more valuable than the other when it comes to deaths, of course. But mentioning that is key, and he should have mentioned it, I think, that the 13 in Afghanistan. But telling a member of your Congress that you disagree with to just shut up is absolutely is absolutely alarming, first of all. The First Amendment is very clear. But, you know, the, the Democrats and, and, and Lindsey Graham... Who, who, who is basically an honorary member of the Democratic Caucus, let's be honest. Um, don't, don't support the Constitution, um, to be frank. Bobert responded to Pelosi's Thursday comments and said, I will not shut up about what she called Biden's failure in Afghanistan and the 13 heroes we lost because of it. I agree with Lauren Bobert. Do not shut up. Keep fighting the good fight. I agree with her on some issues. She is a member of the log cabin Republicans, which makes me a little iffy, but or an ally, so to speak. Walensky said DeSantis made students feel uncomfortable, basically, wearing masks. Her exact quote is, those students should, oh, of course, pop up. Thanks, Breitbart. Students should have been comfortable masking. It's their choice. Uh, during a portion of an interview with uh, with CBS on th- or NBC, I'm sorry, on Thursday, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky criticized Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for telling a group of students that we- them wearing masks was theater. At an event on Wednesday, DeSantis told a group of students, you do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. Honestly, it's not doing anything. We've got to stop with this COVID theater, so if you want to wear it, fine. But this is ridiculous. We have that clip right here. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID fear. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. There's that clip there of DeSantis telling him that they can take the masks off if they choose. That, that, that's key right there, if they choose. Walensky stated, those students should have been comfortable wearing a mask, and doing so is absolutely their choice. Did he take away the choice? He said that they do not have to do it. They are not required to wear masks if they choose not to. That is not saying they're not allowed to wear masks. That that is anything but saying they're not allowed to wear masks, actually. And it is COVID theater. It it is COVID theater. Wearing masks is COVID theater. They do nothing. I'm glad that the city of Columbus and, and Columbus City Schools are getting rid of their mask mandate. I applaud that completely. It should have never been in, in, enacted to begin with. But I applaud that completely. The, these mask mandates, these 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 mandates of any kind are political theater. If your vaccine doesn't work unless I get the vaccine, why would anyone get the vaccine if it doesn't work? If your mask doesn't work unless I'm wearing a mask, why do you wear a mask? It makes no sense. It doesn't add up. The science, the science since COVID began has never added up. You know, it's whatever. It's whatever. You know, um, um, we 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 have to keep people safe. You know, we have we have to keep people safe. Yet wearing masks does not keep people safe. Locking down just made the virus last longer, and we can all see this with hindsight twenty twenty, of course. And before we move on, I want to mention something about Mike Dewine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the recording. I'm gonna go grab something, and then I'll, I'll be right back. It won't make any changes for you. I'm just letting you know. I'll be right back. So I'm back with something I've received from the Renacy campaign. It was a piece of literature. I don't know if this is his campaign literature or not. 
like what he puts on doors when he knocks doors. But this is, this is something kind of interesting. And it caught me off guard. It is a says abortion clinics are essential under Mike DeWine's category on on this card. And I might I'll probably post a picture of this on Twitter. It's a great card. Some of it I don't think it's true, but it's a great it's a it's an effective card. And it reminds me of Amy Acton, which obviously is no longer a member of the Dwine administration, thankfully, who is a is a Obama administration official, a Democratic abortion supporter that Dewine appointed to a top level in her cabinet in his cabinet and allowed her to become queen of the world or of Ohio, which Ohio is the world. We know that for a fact, <laughs> but allowed her to become the queen of the world during COVID. That's an important thing to remember, and that's something that I think a lot of people forget is is who Amy Acton really is. If we looked at her, if we look at her resume, which I'm going to do right now, live on the show, first reaction to her full resume to see where she fell in the um, how she fell in the Obama administration. <laughs> Obama. Let's see here. In 2008, while known as Amy Beach, she served as a volunteer for Barack Obama's presidential campaign by creating an email group on my.barackobama.com calling Bexley, Yes We Can, and publicized campaign events using Facebook. She is a Obama fan. She, she advocated for Obama. She, she worked for Obama. She's an abortion supporter. She's right. She's left wing. And that's who Ohioans are, are, are probably, or Republican voters might choose to represent them for four more years in the in the governor's mansion in Ohio. And I kind of, I spiraled this out of where I wanted to go with this most definitely. But I saw this card and it made me really upset of how abortion clinics allowed were allowed to stay open during COVID because of Queen Acton, who, who, ran, who ran the state during COVID because, oh, it's a medical emergency. I don't know. I'm, 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 I've gone way out of where I wanted to go today. But remember that I'm not endorsing in this race yet. I may, I might have to release a slate of endorsements. I might have to do that and make my own slate cards to, to, to contradict or not contradict, but to, to change the Ohio Republican Party and block their slate cards. If you get a slate card, if you're in Ohio, most of my listeners are in Ohio. So if you're in Ohio, you get a slate card from the Ohio Republican Party, throw it in the trash. Actually shred it so no one can read that again. Or or keep a log of it and say, these names are on this card, I'm not voting for that candidate. That's what you should do. Yeah, keep keep the card and in, in, in vote against the names. One more thing before we go, which is where I wanted to go with this segment, I was talking about health, and, and then Ron DeSantis' wife is considered cancer-free. And, and that, that, that deserves some applause. I haven't used the applause button in a while. Several months ago, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced that his wife, Casey, had been diagnosed with breast cancer, but the Republican politician announced on Thursday that Florida's first lady is now cancer-free. In a video message, DeSantis declared that after going through both treatment and surgery for breast cancer, his wife is now considered cancer-free. While the government, well, the governor said that there is more for his wife to do, he noted that he is confident that she will make a full recovery. There are no words to express how truly blessed, grateful, and humbled I am to hear the words cancer-free. Casey DeSantis said in a statement, to those who are in the fight, know there is hope. Have faith and stay strong. Um, 
I, I'm I'm ecstatic. I, I don't sound ecstatic because cancer is nothing to be happy about, period. But I, I am insanely happy for the DeSantis family, for uh, Casey DeSantis, for Mrs. DeSantis, for um, overcoming cancer, fighting cancer, beating cancer. And I'm I'm very happy for her and her family. That's it today. Um, my name is UP Josh. Kind of a little positive note to end on. We don't do that very often. Usually I end y'all on a little bit of sadness. But but in, in today's political mess, sadness is really all that's going on. So I'm happy to have some positive news with, with Casey DeSantis being cancer-free. I'm extremely happy. My name is UP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. If you haven't already followed me on all my social medias, Make sure you do that now. Gab.com slash GOP Josh. Twitter.com slash GOP Josh 20. Instagram.com slash GOP Josh 20. Getter.com slash GOP Josh. Uh, T.me slash GOP Josh. GOP Josh.com. I forgot to, I forgot to, ah. While I was talking about the State of the Union, I meant to plug the, the new article that came out if you missed it on GOP Josh.com talking about the true state of our union. So if you missed that, if you have not listened to that yet, make sure you do. GOP Josh.com. Scroll down a little bit on the newest opinion page. It will come up, um, the true state of our union with a photo of President Biden, um, Harris, and Pelosi. My name is Joby Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Um, thank you all for listening, for making this one of the largest teenage conservative podcasts in the nation. My name is Joby Josh. Stay tuned. <laughs>